This is an encore edition of the Hour of Intercession. But in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the Word of God in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31, beginning at verse 1. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. What, my son, and what son of my womb, and what son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink. Lest they drink and forget the law, and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let them drink and forget his poverty and remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. Verses 1 through 9, Proverbs chapter 31. Then looking in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Luke chapter 10, beginning at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I will repay you. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Verses 25 to 37, Luke chapter 10. Father, thank you, Lord, for being El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Thank you for being a heavenly Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. What a privilege, what a blessing, what an honor it is to know, Lord, that you've 
drawn us into you, your family. You've saved us, made us brand new, adopted us, and we're a part of your precious and wonderful family. And now you've called us to be a part of your army, the army of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You've called us to be your hands and feet in a world that desperately needs the touch of your love. Teach us and empower us to be a people, Lord, that are daily about the work of building your kingdom, about the work of loving people, helping them where they are, pointing them to you, and help them to realize that you really are the answer to all of our problems. Father, we live in a world where so many people have, by the devil through the world, has caught them, beat them up, left them on the side of the road for dead. And we, as your church, have the privilege of being your church that's carrying the heart of Jesus to help them, to help pick them up, to help bandage their wounds and help them get back on the way, and to know what the love of Jesus is all about. Lord, help us to be faithful ambassadors that represent you accurately, faithfully, diligently every single day. We thank you, and we praise you in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful for this opportunity to come to you, to come before your holy throne today. And we recognize we wouldn't be welcomed there if it weren't for your precious Son and his blood that he shed on a cross for us. Father, we pray for our listening family with the different hurts, the different needs. We pray that you would draw near to them, that you would meet their needs today, that you would open up your hand of, of kindness and give to them today. You're such a kind God. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Just a continued reminder, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to receive some of the prayer tools, some of the discipleship tools and resources we provide, some of the evangelism tools we provide. We're glad to share them with you. Once again, simply email us and let us know you'd like to receive them. We're glad to have you to take them and use them for you, yourself, your family, and also to, sh- to share, to forward to others so that they too can both be ministered to, tools you can use to do both evangelism and discipleship with others as well as your own family and in your own home. We're very blessed to have with us once again Amy Ford. She's the president of the wonderful ministry called Embrace Grace. Amy, how are you today? Good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on today. Great to have you back as well. And Amy, if you'll uh, take a few moments now again to to reintroduce yourself. Of course, some uh, may have heard either this broadcast or others, and many people probably know the great name of the ministry, Embrace Grace. On the other hand, there are some people who have never heard of it ever. So if you'll take time to further introduce yourself and tell our listeners what the work and the mission of Embrace Grace is all about. Yeah, well, we have uh, Embrace Grace is an organization, a nonprofit that inspires and equips the church to love on single and pregnant young women and their families. So we provide the church all the tools and everything that they need to welcome these moms in. And it is a 12-week Bible study curriculum that uh, these girls can can uh, watch its digital curriculum and read, and someone within the church actually leads the group. And pregnancy centers refer moms, or it's just by word of mouth they hear about it. They get a baby shower, they get loved on, and the church really walks alongside them and supports them uh, through their pregnancy. And we want them to get 
and the habit of going to church to be introduced to Jesus and to know that they are not alone. And uh, we want, you know, Embrace Grace is a great bridge to to try church. You know, it's, they're meeting other girls that are going through the same or similar situations that they are. And um, they kind of, and they start realizing, you know, that this is a safe place that they can come to and be a part of a spiritual family. And we hope that by the end of the 12 weeks, they are integrated into the church and, and are a part. And so we have 867 groups around the country in 49 states. We just need Maine. Um, if anyone's listening from Maine today, um, that's all we need. And um, then we'll be in all 50. But it's just awesome to see the testimonials that come out of this and how women feel so empowered uh, to be the mom that God's created them to be, whether they choose to place their baby for adoption or parent, that um, that they know that they're not going to have to walk alone and that, that there's a church family that is cheering them on and helping them get back on their feet and and helping point them back to Jesus. Mm. Well, that's great. That sounds like a great mission and work to... Um to be involved in. And I tell you, as we uh, move forward, Amy, I want to ask if you'll take a moment specifically to pray for our listeners to really have the ears to hear whatever the Lord wants them to hear, and that my guess is there would be some listeners who the Lord is going to move and encourage them to begin and embrace grace in their church or in their community. Then there might be others who want to become intercessors who will pray for the great work you call, uh, that the Lord has called you to do others that the Lord is moving on to give financially, and maybe other categories as well. But would you specifically pray for our listeners to be wide open to what the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast today? Mm -hmm. God, we just thank you for every listener um, that tuned in right now. Father, we know it's not by accident. So we just pray that you stir every listener's heart into action. If that is through prayer, through giving, through starting a support group at their church, um, maybe it's mentoring a single mom, or um, maybe it's serving at a pregnancy center or maternity home. There's so many great ways to get involved in the movement. God, we just pray that you just spark their hearts to um, to want to get involved. And we just pray just for open hearts that that people don't block this message out because maybe they think it's a political issue. God, we just want we just want your heart for these women. And um, and we know that the first single mom in the Bible was Hagar, and she referred to you as the God who sees. And so we just pray that you just help all your people to be able to see single moms and to have a heart for them and empathy for them. Um, for it's hard, you know, to walk through as, as a single mom, God. So just help us know how we can use the talents and gifts and strengths and resources that you put inside each of us to do the good works that you called us to do and to help um, to help encourage women and single dads um, out there in the world that need encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Amy. Now, Amy, would, you, would it be accurate to say then that a big part of what Embrace Grace does is largely evangelism and discipleship? Oh, yes, for sure. And there's practical help, too, that are kind of organically comes through the church um, just as well, uh, just as 
they share, you know, hard things that they're walking through. Mm -hmm. But the goal is definitely evangelism and discipleship, pointing them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, we can't fix all their problems, but we can point them to the one that does. And that's Mm -hmm. Jesus. And he can, he's their rescuer. He's their savior. And so, but I have seen how God uses his people to help meet needs where maybe it's an electric bill, or I've seen um, churches give single moms cars or um, to help them find jobs or help them work on their resume or help whatever it is that they might. We've seen attorneys even help with like custody and the have unity within the co-parenting, things like that. Everybody has something that they can give. And so it's really cool when you see the church really come together and look at their own heart and see what they can offer to help. And we've seen lives completely change because of that, because of the church walking alongside her. Mm, the church being the ch- who the church is called to be. Yeah. So praise God. Praise God. Uh, well, uh, Amy, during our time, in part, I'm asking if you'll share uh, some illustrations, stories that help us better see why the ministry, a ministry like Embrace Grace, is so important in our culture, in our world. Is a if a story uh, uh, um, comes to mind that you'd like to share, please do at this time, would you? Yeah, I've got one right now that is on the top of my heart. There's a girl that we had that she had been trafficked. And when she was 17, she had ran away from home and she got stuck into the trafficking industry. And um, her pimp was said that, you know, if you try to escape, then we will kill you and we'll kill your family and we know where they live. And they really threatened and manipulated. And she was stuck in the system for uh, almost 10 years. And she found out she was pregnant and she found a way to get away finally and found made an escape plan and and during that time she also had served 13 months in prison for having um a tax evasion felony on her record that um she because she didn't they wanted the detectives wanted her to say who her pimp was but her pimp had said you we will kill you and we'll kill your family if you tell the police who where you're getting money from even though she ended up always having to give her money back. But anyway, so she had a felony on her record as well. So she finally escaped, came back home. She was pregnant, totally terrified of what to do. And her parents said, let's go to church tonight. And they went to church and it was a really powerful message. And so she got the courage to walk down to the altar after the service and ask for prayer. And the girl that the pastor that she had happened to walk to This pastor was, she said, I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. And this pastor said, oh, my goodness, you know, we have an Embrace Grace support group, and it actually starts on Monday. It's like perfect timing. So this girl called me from the lobby of the church before she had even walked out the building and wanted to get all the information. And then she came on that next Monday. Amy, I'm going to jump in here right quick. We're going to pick up right there with that that story on the other side. Our phone guest today is Amy Ford. She's the president of Embrace Grace. We'll be right back. Too far gone and too ashamed 
to think that you'd still know my name But love refused to lend my story in that way You didn't wait for me to find my way to you I couldn't cross that distance even if I wanted to You came running after me when Relentless grace would chase this rebel down, crawl into this prisoner's cage, take my hand and pull me out. You knew I couldn't make the change, so you became the change in me. And now I live to tell the story of the God who rescued. Music of Casting Crowns with Love Moved First. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Amy Ford. She's the president of the very dynamic and grace-filled ministry entitled Embrace Grace. And Amy, if you'll pick up there again, we interrupted your story. If you'll just kind of recap and share that story. Powerful testimony. Would you share that, please? Yeah. Well, just to recap, this girl had been trafficked, and she had ran away from home when she was 17 and was almost in in the um, industry for 10 years, and she found out she was pregnant, and she finally found a way to escape. She made the strategy and plan, and she finally did, and along the way, she had a felony on her record for tax evasion. And so whenever she came back home, she said she climbed back into the window that she had climbed back, climbed out of when she ran away at 17. And she told her parents, you know, I'm back and I need help and I'm pregnant. And I'm scared. And they said, well, let's go to church tonight and, you know, we're going to help you. And so they went to church. And after the service, she went down front for prayer. And the pastor that she happened to talked to have knew all about Embrace Grace. Um, she was, this, she happened to be the single parent family pastor. And so she said, you know, we can help you. We have an Embrace Grace support group for single and pregnant women. And it actually starts on Monday. And so this girl called me and we got her connected and she showed up that next Monday and she never missed a class. She came every single week. She said it was kind of, I mean, she hasn't been to church in so many years since she was a little kid. And she said she was really nervous about going, but it it was such a safe place and she felt so loved. And then she ended up going through our second class that we have curriculum for, which is called Embrace Life. And that's for after they have their baby. She did that one too through the church. This is through Gateway Church in Dallas, Texas. And um, she went through that and then she really kind of started getting plugged into the single parent family ministries. She went through Another class that the church offered called Mending the Soul, which is another curriculum that's all around the nation that is for inner healing from any kind of sexual trauma. It was really powerful that she went through that. They put her in counseling. They started paying, uh, they helped her get her GED. 
And then they helped her start going to school. They started helping pay her tuition. She had a little boy. And so they helped even with some of her bills, too, so that she worked part-time but then could spend the other time with uh, going to school. She wanted to major in, in a law. And she was just passionate about help, wanting to help pull women out of sexual trafficking. And so she just – she got her degree, and she ended up – and Gateway, like, really walked alongside her. She ended up starting to train police force on how to find victims uh, that have been trafficked. She would travel all over, and then she started working for an anti-trafficking organization – and um, and someone at the church gave her a car, and it was a Volkswagen Passat with over 200,000 miles on it. But she was just thrilled because she's like, this is my first asset. And her credit had been so destroyed by her pimp that she would never have been able to get that on her own. And an attorney came forward from the church and said, I would love to help you with, you know, this tax evasion thing that she has. She had a lot of the felony on her record. She needed help with that. He said, I will help pro bono. I want to help a single mom. And so he stepped forward to help. She got her baby shower through Embrace Grace. Like the church just really rallied around her and helped her. And what was really cool was that right before President Trump was finished with his office, he did some presidential pardons right before he was done and before Biden became into office. And I think he did about 14. And this girl ended up being a part of that. And she had a presidential Mm -hmm. pardon and her felony completely fell off her record, which if you have a felony, there's things like you can't vote. There's um, like even working at a nonprofit, you're not allowed to open mail, like would that have checks inside? There's a lot of things that are barriers when you have a felony on your record. So the fact that it is just white clean. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I got to go to her presidential pardon party. Someone wanted this philanthropist threw it at her house. And it was amazing to see all of these people come forward. And even the detective that had put her in jail was there saying how she had changed his life. And mm-hmm. women that she had pulled out of the sex trafficking industry was there, and they were sharing how they how she had changed their life. And I was just so in awe by all of these people standing up and saying how much she had changed their life. And I was thinking, you know, I wonder if the guy that donated the Volkswagen Passat with 200,000 miles on it, does he know that he had a part in changing the world? Or the people that bought baby shower gifts or the attorney that, you know— helped her pro bono or who led mending the soul or who led embrace grace the pastor that prayed at the altar it wasn't one person or one organization it was a body of people that rallied around her and said we're not going to kick you when you're down we're going to pick you up when you fall and we're going to help you and because of that she is truly a world changer now she started an organization a real estate company that women that have been trafficked she helps pull them out and get helps them get their real estate license and they can help sell houses and it's just awesome like what she's doing but she credits the church, you know, and Embrace Grace was a great bridge into the church where she felt safe mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. there. And it's just awesome to see what the power that the church can have with helping empower women to choose life. Amen. Amy, that is such a powerful story. Thank you for sharing that. And it's such a great illustration of how the Holy Spirit can take someone and pick them up and just do a, a new work. And, and of course, God uses his church, as you mentioned. He used Embrace Grace and the church to do that very thing. And it, it just, it seems to really illustrate, just like from the story of the prodigal, uh, I'm, I'm, excuse me, uh, the Good Samaritan, uh, the Good Samaritan went through great lengths to bless and help that person. And that's what the church is called to do. 
that shouldn't be the exception. That certainly should be the rule in the way we do the work, the business of God's kingdom, of loving people into the kingdom of God. So thank you again for sharing that. Would you pray for the church more and more to have the heart God is calling us to have to to do this as a lifestyle, not just from time to time helping people out in group, but we're called to love people in depth because that's the way God loves us. Would you pray for that, please? Yes. God, we just thank you for the heart of the church. We know that a church isn't a building, but it's a people, and we are your church, God. And we just pray that you um, just open our hearts to have a heart to serve, that we have a culture of life, that we represent um, you, which you are life and love. And and whether that's through the organization of a church or if it's just a us individually as the Holy Spirit is leading us to serve or pay for the person's groceries in front of us or um, have an encouraging word to a stranger or calling an old friend, you know, whatever it is, God, we just pray that we can um, open our hearts and not overcomplicate when you ask us to do things. And we know that the way that you receive love is through our obedience. And so, God, we just want to be obedient to your voice. And we know that there's a hurting world that wants to know that you hear them and that you see them, God, and, and they're praying for a miracle. And I know that you a lot of times use your people to be someone's miracle, God. So help us be able to be someone's miracle. And we just thank you that, that we just want the church to be one of the first places a girl with an unplanned pregnancy runs to or any kind of hurt or, or shame or anything that they're feeling that they feel called to the church to go to get back on their feet and to hear truth and light, God, and that, that for repentance and for forgiveness, God. And we love you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. And, you know, Amy, you alluded to the uh, this young woman being uh, rescued out of how the Lord rescued her out of uh, sexual trafficking. Uh, you know, of course, that's one of many of the extreme tragedies we find in our culture, the huge number of people, women and sometimes men and sometimes so many children are pulled into that that scourge on our culture. It's so important for us as the church to decide that we're going to do something that we, rather than someone thinking, well, that's a beautiful story, but that could never happen to me. God couldn't use me that way. God uses available vessels. God uses mm-hmm. people that just say, Lord, use me. And God will find a way to use individuals. He'll use ways to use congregations. But the goal is for people to don't say, God can't use me. What we should say is, Lord, just I'm available. Send me where you want mm-hmm. to send me. God has so much work to be done. So again, just powerful, uh, again, just powerful just to see how the Lord moved in that way. Amy, what would you say would be some of the great ways that you really like to see the church aggressively come alongside a ministry like Embrace Grace and pregnancy clinics as well as other ministries that are standing for life out there? What would be some of the great ways you'd like to see that you feel like the church should aggressively come alongside and help? Well, I know if we can help spiritually, practically, and emotionally, I think that is a huge support for these women, a lot of them, and dads. We have Embrace Legacy for dads, too, the curriculum um, that we can have for dads. If there's more dads in the world, I think we would change the world. Um, or, you know, men that would be fathers. But if we can walk alongside them, and even if we don't have physical children, we can be spiritual moms and dads to these new moms and dads that are not really sure how to do this and how 
um, God's going to meet their needs or, you know, they're worried about child care and transportation and health care and all of those things. And so as the church, how can we point them to Jesus and help them along the way? I think the top two reasons why pastors um, may shy away from doing Embrace Grace that we found here at the organization is one, they feel like this could be political, but we just want to assure everyone we are not political at all because no matter what happens, you know, we say pro-life is a stance, but pro-love is an action. And we are a pro-love organization because it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And so we don't, we are not in a part of the politics, um, no matter what the church, whether it's legal or illegal, we want to make abortion unthinkable. And the church plays a huge role in that because it's through love and through the love of Jesus that we can do that. And then the second thing is sometimes pastors are like, oh, we don't have pregnant people in our church. But the fact is that you do. You do have pregnant people in your church. One in four have experienced an abortion um, or will experience an abortion. And the abortion rate is exactly the same inside the church as it is outside. There's no difference. So that means a quarter of our churches, either they have experienced an abortion or will experience an abortion. So what can we do? But say it is a teeny tiny church and it's all senior citizens. Well, let's change our perspective and look at this as an outreach. How can we go partner with our pregnancy centers and let them know we want their clients to come to the church? We want to walk alongside them and welcome them in um, into our churches. And so not necessarily just looking within the church building, but going out into our community and finding them. We find them on Facebook buy, sell, trade pages. They might post, hey, I'm pregnant and I don't have any baby items and I'm really scared. I can't tell you how many girls we found on there. Or I've, I've met girls at Sonic. I've met girls at hotel, you know, working the lobby, the front desk at hotels that are pregnant. All the time I meet girls. and But I am also praying that God would bring me these girls all the time, too. Um, but they are everywhere and they're asking God, you know, I want, I need a sign that you're going to take care of me, that we're going to get through this. And a lot of times we are the sign. Mm. And so if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through us, we can be the sign to help her feel stronger and more encouraged and more empowered to make that life decision. Mm. And, you know, Amy, and listening to so much of what you're sharing, it's a reminder that God has worked for absolutely every believer out there. Our job is just to simply be uh, be willing to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm, I'm available, you know. So that that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Father, thank you, Lord, for Amy. Thank you for the great work that you're doing in and through the ministry of Embrace Grace. And thank you for the ways that you're using Embrace Grace to help equip the church, to challenge and encourage the church just to, to go out to be simply what you call us to be, a vessel of your love, your mercy, and your grace to a world that desperately needs to see your love at work. Lord, thank you for every person listening. Help us all, Lord, to be just looking for just the way you would have us all to respond to these these needs and these challenges in our world. Help us to know, Lord, that every church is directly by directly affected by so many of the issues that Amy has mentioned. And help us to never come to the wrong conclusion that there, there's nothing I can do, that we don't have those needs in our community, that uh, uh, I could never be used to help in a situation like, help us to know, Lord, the needs are in our front and backyards right now. The needs are all around us. Sometimes the needs are in our own homes and in our own church families. Thank you for the opportunity for us to be vessels through which you can work. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of compassion. Help us to recognize, Lord, that so many people are hurting, so many people are crying out, and, Lord, you are the answer. 
every problem, every need, every difficulty. Help us as the church who know you as Lord and Savior to simply realize, Lord, that that's what we're called to do, to show the world what Jesus looks like, what his love looks like, what his mercy and his compassion looks like. Thank you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Our phone guest today is Amy Ford. She's the president of Embrace Grace. We'll be right back. group with all praise goes to you our phone guest today is amy ford she's the president of the dynamic and powerful ministry the grace field ministry entitled embrace grace and amy uh again you know like would you share with our listeners if they want to get in touch with you learn more about embrace grace or get connected or become supporters of the ministry how can they do that yeah, just check out EmbraceGrace.com, all the information about starting a group or joining a group. If you want to find and see if there's a group near you, there's a big zip code finder at the top of EmbraceGrace.com, and you can put in your zip code and all the churches in your area that um, have a group pop up. So if you ever meet someone that is in that situation, you can get them connected to a group. And also just follow our social media channels. There's Embrace Grace Inc. Um, on Instagram and I Embrace Grace on Facebook. We would love, you can keep up with like everything that's going on. And there's so many great testimonials and, and things like that. So, and also I just wanted to say one thing that if there's anyone that's listening that has had an abortion, I just want to encourage you that 
Revelation 12, 11 says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and that um, if you haven't gone through a healing process that God wants to start that, He wants to heal your heart, even check out abortion healing groups in your area. Most pregnancy centers um, in your communities have abortion healing groups or your church may have one. I know my church has abortion healing groups or there's retreats that are out there. There's so many great um, programs that are out there, but just pray about getting connected into something like that. It'll help you. But then also by sharing your story, that is how we overcome. And that I know so many times I've heard women that have had an abortion or men that have maybe paid for an abortion years ago and they regret their decision. They want to be the person that they wish they had years ago when they made that decision. They want to be that for someone else. And by leading an Embrace Grace group, that is a great way to be able to to share your story. And that is what we bring into the light is what God can heal. And what we keep in shame and in darkness is what Satan wants to torment with us um, with. And, and I don't, I hear sometimes women say, well, I feel like it's hypocritical because I didn't make a life decision, even though I wish that I had. But you have an even more important voice because you know from experience that you don't want someone to have to go through that, that you went through. And, um, and God can use your story. He does turn all things for good for those that love him. And this is a great opportunity for you to help save lives um, by sharing your story and, um, and, and just get, check out Abortion Healing Group. Supportafterabortion.com is a really great organization where they have directories and they can help you get plugged into something near you. Um, but I, it might be the hardest thing you've ever done, but it will be the, one of the most amazing things you've ever done. Mm. Would you pray for those persons right now, Amy, please? Yes. God, I just pray for anyone that has had an abortion that's listening right now or paid for an abortion, or maybe there's parents that maybe encourage their children to have abortions because I know that fear is one of, is really the top reason why women have abortions it's, or, or anyone does, the fear of being alone, fear of parents being mad, fear of financial or education being interrupted. We know that fear is the root God. And so we just pray for, um, for just courage in sharing our story to help other women not have to be paralyzed by fear, God, that we want to, for God to get the glory in, um, in just our stories and of what he can do with healing. And, and I, I believe there can be even a Me Too movement with abortion healing. Like the more people that share their stories of, of a, a past abortion and how God has rescued them and healed their hearts, even though there may still be some hard days, God, we just pray for the courage in sharing our stories, that we can bring them into the light because it will be contagious. And more and more people will, will come forward and say, me too, me too. And if God did that for you, then maybe God will do that for me too. We just, we know that free people, free people. So we're just praying for your freedom for every listener, God, and that it's contagious and it just catches on, God, and that people will want to be the change and want to be um, the change they want to see in the world by serving at pregnancy centers or um, or just being a friend to someone that they wish they had years ago, God. So we just thank you for the courage in, um, in even pointing out someone to us that we can start by telling our story to a safe person that um, that will will pray with us and help us, God. And if, if they're to get plugged into abortion healing groups, we just pray for the courage to get connected to a community of, um, 
for a place to heal and to process emotion and feeling through that time, God, because we know that you want to heal their hearts. And so we just thank you for courage um, for everyone today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Amy. You know, Amy, as um, we listen to, along with the, the listening audience, and learn more about the great work of Embrace Grace, it just helps us to better see how exciting and powerful and encouraging it can be to see when we uh, make ourselves as available vessels, the great things the Holy Spirit can do to touch lives, to change lives, to transform lives, and to help pick people up and put them on their feet. You know, something uh, I'm going to ask for your prayer about this too. Uh, and, when, and of course, I we had the privilege of talking with you about this the last time you were on, but my wife Birdie and I were helping to spearhead a pregnancy ministry, a mobile ministry that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta called the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center. And we were just delighted to connect to a church in Greenville, Mississippi, that has already begun an Embrace Grace group, and they were excited at the idea of connecting with us. And I'm hoping we're going to run into a whole lot more churches (laughs) because the work that is being done through this ministry is so, so great. Would you pray for us and pray for churches to come to realize that a ministry like Embrace Grace is such a great tool to help us do the work God has called us as the church to do. Yes, God, we just thank you for everybody involved in this pro-love initiatives, God, with the pregnancy centers and um, mobile units, everything that's going on in the state of of Mississippi, God, and we just pray for um, even more people to want to rally around what they're doing, volunteers just to come out of the woodwork that want to sow in financially and want to serve with their time, God. And um, and we just pray for pastors to have an open heart to see how they also can can get involved. That they um, that they don't have any bl- hindrance or blocks, God. They don't have to create curriculum on their own uh, because it's already been created. It's tried and true, and and that it can be customized to be their own um, flavor and flair of their own church by the leaders. Every leader has their own story, God, but the foundation has been laid through this amazing curriculum. So we just pray for um, leaders to come forward that are within churches that will, and then also for pastors' hearts to be open and approved to be able to have this. We want every girl with an unplanned pregnancy to have a church to turn to for support and for love, whether that's in walking distance or bus distance or driving distance, God, that that she has a church to turn to that's safe and that she can feel God's love through God. So we just pray right now for just a radical, um, just a, a movement to be happening with you breaking our hearts for what breaks yours and for um, just challenging all of us to use our resources and our gifts to be able to make a difference. And so we just thank you for all the work that you're already doing. And we just pray for more people to jump in and know that um, they have a place in this movement as well, God. And we just pray for doors to open everywhere. And we're just excited to hear the stories and the testimonies and you get all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Would you share once again, Amy, your contact information and website for people that want to learn more about Embrace Grace? Yeah, just embracegrace.com. Check that out. And then also another website we have is prolovechurch.com, where there you can see a sample curriculum, digital and book, 
You can see what it's all about for um, our dad's curriculum, for our single mom curriculum, and our single and pregnant curriculum. Um, We've made it so super easy where you just press play, and it's great and powerful teachings. We've got the icebreaker questions, the handouts, and everything you need so that you have more time to spend relationally um, and transformationally with these moms and dads. So um, check us out and talk to your pastor about it. See if you can find someone else to lead it with you and and lead a group at your church. And finally, then, in in about uh, maybe a, a minute and a half, can you tell our listeners, what is a love box? Oh, yeah. So a love box is really cool. It's a It's a box that we give for pregnancy centers. Uh, two pregnancy centers for free if they have an Embrace Grace group within 20 miles of their center. But it is basically a gift to give to any new mom that just found out she's pregnant. It's to encourage. It's to empower her to choose life. It has a onesie inside that says best gift ever. It has a book called A Bump in Life, True Stories of Hope and Courage During an Unplanned Pregnancy, where there's over 20 stories of girls that chose life. Um, and it just connects with, it's an outreach tool. It connects with the girls that's reading it. It has a handwritten letter inside, and it has an invitation to a local Embrace Grace group at a church near them. And so those are um, either shipped out here from our national office to anyone that needs it, but also for free to pregnancy centers that, um, and they can use it as a resource to invite the girls to whatever local churches that are doing Embrace Grace groups. Instead of just a handout or a flyer, they're giving them a beautiful gift that they won't want to throw away that they'll keep forever. And we've had so many amazing testimonies of life decisions because of these love boxes. It's just been beautiful. You can check that out at embracegrace.com forward slash love box. All right. Well, Amy, thank you so much again for sharing about the great work and the great ministry and mission of Embrace Grace. I think it's a very exciting ministry, a very dynamic ministry that's doing a great things in the kingdom of God. So I hope every single listener will uh, learn more about Embrace Grace, begin to pray daily for the work and the outreach of Embrace Grace and Amy and her team, and also just ask the Lord show, show to show you how he wants you to get involved in working this great ministry. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to make that step. If you'd like to give your heart to Christ today, would you simply pray this prayer and from your heart commit your heart to the Lord to Him today? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago You lived, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. You told us in your word, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, right now, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we invite you to please email me at joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net.
www.thebookshop.net. We'd very much like to be in touch with you. I want to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope to hear from you. Once again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Amy, thank you so much again for being with us today and sharing about the great work of Embrace Grace. We appreciate you being with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And again, to every single listener, as we mentioned, please pray much for Embrace Grace and for Amy and her whole team as God mightily uses them and as God continues to expand their territory in the kingdom. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.